talking like you belong. Takes more than that, doesn't it? What? To steal from the Empire? What do you need? A uniform, some dirty hands, and an Imperial talking? <laughs> They're so proud of themselves. They don't even care. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine it. Can't imagine what? That someone like me would ever get inside their house, walk their floors, spit in their food, take their gear. You got the money, I got the box. What else is there to talk about? Cassian Ander. Let's get to it. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions and or Recap. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and join him here, here as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon. He's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy. He doesn't always put shampoo in his hair, but he always looks good. It's Master Blywalker, Luke Bly. How are you, mate? We we really drop in secrets, mate. We really drop in <laughs> secrets like that. You should, see, you should see mine. I don't <laughs> yeah. do it either. Yeah, there we go. No, it's it is healthy not to shampoo your hair every day. Yeah, right. So I'm just putting putting that out. I mean, what a way to start the Andor, uh, Rick. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you're right, my friend. Oi, oi, Savaloi. Another Wednesday has come by, Matty boy, and it's been. I struggled to get up this morning. You know, I was was like a bit bit tired, but oh my days, was I awoken with. A flipping, uh, a face slappingly good episode of Andor. I'm, 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 ju- I'm jumping right into it, it, mate. Right into it, mate. Uh, this series is so much fun. So much fun. You know, I've been geeking out about it with my brother. Um, I, I feel like the people that are watching it, they do have a real, a real appreciation for it. Not everyone I know is on board. Um, few people of uh, that I know who are more like I'd say casual fans or maybe not even mm-hmm. fans of TV and film. They've gone, yeah, just a bit boring. Doesn't really resonate with me. Each to their own. Mate, this episode. I mean, where do we start? What do we do? Obviously, we're going into spoilers in a bit, but blow me down. Well, right? that's where we start, mate. I think we start with just letting you guys know this is. As the graphic and the socials will tell you, a spoiler-filled review. If you haven't seen episode 10, One Way Out, then we're going to spoil every single bit of it. So don't say we haven't warned you. And today, we wear black armbands for the Fallen. To honour the Fallen today, we wear our black, best black outfit somewhere in green and black. But, yeah, I'm wearing um, a Led Zeppelin t-shirt. So, <laughs> yeah, mate, it's, mate, it's still um, stairway to heaven and all that, I don't know. But <laughs> right, well, what we'd usually do on the ep is give our top level thoughts. We're still going to do that. Lukey Boy has said this is one episode that got him straight up and ready in the morning. Go on then, mate. Elaborate a little bit on that. Uh, I think um, it's hard to... It's hard to point out much that's wrong with this episode. I'll be honest. Just straight, straight up. Um, <laughs> it's a shorter episode. Hey, it's one of the short ones of the yeah, series. 43 mins. But it's, it's incredibly precise uh, or concise. Um, it has a message to deliver. It delivers it very well, I think. The acting, the plot, just everything just everything about this episode without you know spoiler free initial spoiler three thoughts everything about it is is special this could be this could be and i think this recap is like 
part of the digest di- digest digestion process it's too yeah. early mate it's too early so uh, let's see where we are at the end of the show this could be the best episode of the series wow he's coming out strong he's coming out firing at the minute mate. yeah um yeah you? i mean uh, phew, mate what else is there to say other than come and i can't stress this part enough on come on man this is just <laughs> this is great mate and i don't care if it gets boring to people listening this show is every week it knocks it out of the park even if um an episode that comes out may not be a- as great as the last one it's still extremely good whereas this one though like you say this could be the best of the bunch for for many reasons for many yep. reasons and it's a concise one i say a yeah, 40 what maybe yeah. 38 minutes let's say we take off the intro we take off the credits about 38 minutes toby haynes again directs this and Bo willimon writes this episode so this is the end of toby's arc for season one of andor but mate I, I am digging this. As usual, I've had no time for online. I'm coming out fresh with untainted thoughts. Once mm-hmm. this episode goes out, I'll be swimming in your opinions like I'm escaping from a prison, a high-security prison. But <laughs> So for now, I'm coming in fresh. I'm coming in with yeah. a lot of lo- notes like Lukey Boy. What I will say, actually, mate, just before we talk about the episode, is Andor itself. When I logged on to D+, this morning, Disney+, Plus, it's not front and centre on my home screen. It's I had no. to search for it, and I thought... Huh, that's I mean some of the other ones have been at the top of the banner like new episode streaming Wednesday Correct. or at least been one of the boxes beneath I had to sort of go across like five or six uh, past the Simpsons season 33 starting all this to get to the new episode of Andor and I thought that's really odd that it seems seems it's not being buried by Disney at all but I had to search for it and I thought that's a bit odd um, but the They've quality the same- speaks for itself they're, they've they've done the same with a lot of their content, you know, like even a, a, the Marvel shows, She-Hulk, you know, they put it, you know, more to the end of the carousel. Um, and that that's what you're talking about, right? Like kind of yes, from, yeah, 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 yeah. So they'll put it, they'll put it all the way to the end when new stuff is coming out. Um, and the issue with, with Disney plus, I think is that, that, that there is zero algorithm. There is zero algorithm mm-hmm. that could be viewed as a good thing or a bad thing, right? Um, and I so, what, agree with that. yeah. So, what that means is, as Star Wars fans, we should be seeing, oh, there's a new Andor episode front and center. Um, whereas, I'm, I'm, from my understanding, is that everyone in the UK, so it varies per region. Every every person in the UK has the exact same homepage day in day mm-hmm. out. Um, but yeah, is that? potentially part of it maybe maybe i don't know i don't know either just, way just an observation I, yeah just an observation i'm, I'm, I'm the episode 10 mate one way out one way out yes. um yeah <laughs> I, I mean i mean this 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 episode just really just starts firing on all all cylinders doesn't it it really does just like yeah we're back in it we're back on the prison uh, on yep. narkema 5 um and Cassian's like almost preaching, you know, passionately preaching at Kino, who is obviously Andy Circus, who is tremendous again right. in this episode. Um, he's saying, look, we, we, we don't have a better chance than now. This is it. Yeah. Like tomorrow, that that's it. You know, they, they don't have enough staff. They're nervous. They're scared, you know, and or can tell. Cassian has that expertise to be able to go, yeah, I sense 
a weakness. The other yeah. guys, not so much. And maybe the other guys are more institutionalized than Cassian. Yeah. So, I mean, and there, there's some backing and, and, and stuff, and they're like, oh, well, isn't that like they're talking about power and stuff? And Kino's like, well, they've got all the power. Cassian's like, no, power doesn't panic. They're panicking. That's it. Oh, my word. What a start to the, to the episode. <laughs> I mean, they're they're bagging up Olaf at the beginning, our old boy from the end of last week. So he ain't coming back. Um, He's being thrown straight into the sea. But yeah, power doesn't panic. And he says, whatever they're making, they need, you know, and we don't know what they're making. Andy Serkis said in an interview this week that he kind of looked at the audience to say, you should know what we're making, guys. I don't. I'm assuming, like you guys and mm. uh, Diamond Dave Dunner said, it's it's Death Star material. But, mate, I I loved that back and forward because to start with, Kino is Kino's the daddy of the floor. You know, he's when we first meet him, this is his environment. He's the boss. You go through me. And when the panel, the, the paradigm is shifting now, and Andor is becoming is taking a lot more of that mantle of responsibility because like you say, he has that clarity of vision. He knows what needs to be done. We don't necessarily know, you know, where Kino came from. So for him to become, you know, as institutionalized mm-hmm. as he is, mm-hmm. because he is, he's mm-hmm. even at the end of last week, you know, never more than 12. We, at the start of this week, he's even now he's like, it's mad, it's mad to even try this, but Andor says, no, it's happening tomorrow. When the new man comes down, this is it's going down. I am ready to die to take taking them down. They're not doing anything at all. They're just dying in this prison, and and then um, obviously they go back to their little dorms, which as people have said looks a bit like the Galactic Star Cruiser. And <laughs> they announce to all of the uh, prisoners that this I mean, is what's is. happening on level two. It, 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 it is looks uncanny, too much it? like it, isn't it? <laughs> it's the color scheme. It's like it's a very unfortunate choice of colors. But um, and also oh. the prisoners look. No one's getting out. We're going to die here, and Kino's breaking down. You can see you said Andy Circus. Oh man, I mean, just his facial acting, his expressions, and obviously the way he delivers stuff later. This is this is Emmy. This is Emmy worthy. This is top dog stuff. But yeah. he's the one who turns around and says, "No one's getting out." It's true. We're all stuck here, and it's that mm-hmm. the power of the intro, like you said, mate. It's a short episode, but they they start with a bang. And it's powerful and it's tense and it's uh, emotional from the get-go. And from Andy Serkis's excellent acting, you can tell that his like world is falling apart, right? And he he still somewhat keeps it together. Oh well, he almost like breaks when he's like saying, like, no, we're never getting out of here. But before that, there's some acting, there's some facial acting that's just like, oh mate, this is the real deal. Like he he he's kind of freaking out about this for years yeah. he's had to have the incredible mental strength and well-being right and in that one moment it it all it all comes crumbling down completely completely destroyed and um I don't know, mate. He, he Andy Circus. I think Andy Circus could win some awards from this as like best supporting actor. Is that what he'd win? Do you think in like an Emmy it or something be, like that? In the Emmy, it would be uh, something like that. Yeah, because obviously we've had the Saturn Awards recently, and you had someone like Hayden was the best guest star, but Andy Circus isn't the guest star. He's a you know he's a part of the cast, so it would be a supporting right. role. 
Right, yeah. I mean, he he is just absolutely outstanding, and everyone he he still controls the room, even though this chaos, this craziness is going down. He still controls the room because he just oh. elicits that sort of authority and respect, like from from everyone on the floor. Right, he's just that type of guy. You think he's got it all figured out, and he's done everything and can do anything and i think that kind of poetically plays into like the end of the episode when you know and i might might as well say it now because we're on the character i I can't swim let's talk talk the prison break plot first yeah and including this part let's talk about cassian kino and the prison break before we get on to you know leith luthan and mon let's talk about the prison break and everything from start to finish man and that bit at the end you're talking about go man go it's you kind of know that they're up to something last week right but like this week they just get straight into it and part of me going in today thought are they gonna get out today is there gonna be a prison break today or are they gonna not drag it out but like i I, part of me was a bit dubious to go okay they might be just really you know maybe the finale is the prison break yeah yeah (laughs) we mentioned last week didn't we yeah, yeah, potentially. And I know we were wrong and I'm glad I'm glad that they they broke out this week. Um the attitude of of everyone, you know, um the 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 uh, guys are oh, I'm already dead. You know, like yeah. there's there's um, this Taggart pessimism. A mix of pessimism, optimism, um confusion. Energy. There's just pure energy and the way that comes off on the screen is unreal it's tense it is so ridiculously tense at one point i, I was sitting there and i had to sit up and go oh man, I, I think i just like laugh to myself because there's this nervous tension gap of silence you know cassin's out there like breaking out the water pipe in he and then the water's all coming out and everything and it's 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 going to plan it's going to plan but some and and he just like that guy the new prisoner comes down and the guy's like the usual stuff and kino's like doing all the usual spiel cassian flipping jams a pipe in the in the lift (laughs) and you know you're on you're on to a winner mate and it's chaos from that moment there it is absolute chaos and the guards don't know what to do the guards are like freaking out the, the the prisoners are all like right this is this is a central focus everyone now knows that it's it's now or never there's one way out oh oh so there are five thousand of them as well against what maybe 50 to 100 guards who aren't yeah. heavily armed yeah. we know they've if got that- the armament there if, if that we know they've got the blasters but they don't carry them other than a few and Mate, that whole big opening where the prisoners start having that fake argument to to distract the guards and or jams that pipe in, and like you say, it's go time. It's it's kind of similar to Vel in episode six before when she's about to give the call to say, "Let's go, let's start the operation." It, it, it felt a bit like that as soon as Cassie and jams that pipe in. It's this is it now. Mm-hmm. We we die mm-hmm. as prisoners or we die trying to get out, and the whole thing in the whole prison break is these prisoners personal differences put aside they're working together to get out they are working together and that i thought was one of the most powerful aspects of the break but i'm really glad they did it in one episode because i'm sure i you know people may say it felt rushed that oh they you know they got out straight away but 
that is how it would work. You know, they, 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 they say it many times in this episode, get out, get to the top, get out, basically one way out, climb, like, like um, K2 would say, like climb, climb get to the top. Mm-hmm. That, and that's it. It's not a case of, it isn't like prison break. We've mentioned that the first season, that is great where it's this huge institution where you're dealing with, where you are literally under the boot here. The odds are stacked mm-hmm. in your favor. If you can just get that break, um, which they do. And it wouldn't be a thing that takes three, four, five days to do. If you get, if you take control, or if you can climb to the top, it's a, it would take as long as it did. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think it was rushed. I don't think that they glossed over anything. I think they managed to find space in this episode to slow it down. Like you said, when it's uh, Cassian, those moments of silence, when he goes to do the, the pipe, when we get those, that, in terms of this prison break plot, when we get Andy Circus's delicious, wonderful monologue at the end, and the moment when they've got the guards held up, it is easy. You know, this is when everything stops and slows down. It isn't, and all around them, the chaos is going. Like you said, you're spot on. All around them, there's the chaos, but the gang here take the time. The the uh, creative team take the time to give us these moments to slow down. And yeah. get the tension yeah. as well to show what is going on. And I like the fact that it all goes to plan. I like the fact that, you know, somebody didn't swoop in and start locking the doors and and taking them out or Vader didn't turn up or something stupid like that. I like the fact that this is, you know, they had a plan. It was about hope and survival and they pulled it off. And dude, honestly, every, and, and the body count as well. I mean, there's a big old body count in this. They, I, I was... What I like about this episode, I mentioned it in another one. It may have been episode six, but you've got the character of Burnock, who's the young black worker, who's kind of bigged up in the last few episodes to be a major part of this getaway, get out. You know, he's yeah. sharing looks of yeah. Cassian and they're there. The dude is just unceremoniously blasted right at the beginning of this. And it is that kind of like, oh, damn, you know, it's everyone is expendable in the eyes of the director here and it adds that layer of tension like ham where is ham is, is he safe is he all right what's going on guys great stuff just i mean just the action as well dude yeah and uh, you know what i noticed as well is at the beginning of the, the uprising there's there's two guards on either side like with blasters and they're like they're almost like customized d11s i don't re- uh, you know i'm not a, like a weapons guy or anything yeah. you know there are those people that they know every weapon in Star Wars. they look like custom e- e- yeah basically i know it from battlefront they look like custom e11s or something <laughs> but um you know they at one point there is just one guard shooting shooting the prisoners and and I think that's he's the one who shoots the guy you just mentioned. But like, uh, Burnock, uh, yeah. th- 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 there are people like dying left, right, and center. And what I wrote down, it goes to show what one guy with a blaster in a room can do. You know, until yeah. he falls, the- these guys are just getting absolutely scary stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. And it, again, it it just reemphasizes that yeah, blasters, weapons, and and whatnot in a galaxy far, far away can do damage. It sounds obvious, and it is kind of obvious, but it's 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 a truth. It's an absolute truth that this guy with this blaster just halted, well, halted a lot of people's lives, stopped a lot of people <laughs> and killed them. That's it. Their journey is done. They they died trying to save their brothers, including the the, the ginger guy. Um, you know, it, oh, oh mate, everything everything about this is superb I, I was literally glued to the screen start to finish in this episode 
start to finish. Um, oh my word. And it, during when- all of this, Cassian, I think, goes to, goes and climbs up and he's like, it take, takes that guy out. In doing so, he's so cool. He's so cool. He's such he's a cool. like, he's such a lad. He just oozes cool. And, and also, again, I've made this point, but you can tell he's maybe the more experienced one doing this. And he walks out and he's like, right, put your hands up. Or he, sh- he just like shoots people. Bang, done, bang, done. Yep. He knows. He has, what does Chur Inway say? He has like, um, in Rogue One, it's like, he senses a creature that's about to strike or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, Cassian, darkness man. swirls around or whatever he says. Darkness surrounds, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, dark. Yeah, whatever he said. You're bang on. And I, I don't, and Cassian, because again, we don't know, you know, Kino, where he came from. We know that the Empire is just indiscriminately chucking people in prison for crimes as much, such as not picking up dog waste on the street or animal waste, like they said. So mm. Kino, he could have been jaywalking for all we know. He could have just been crossing the street the wrong way. He may not have any experience. He does obviously take a guy down, but he may not have any experience in this kind of confrontational situation. And when he has to give that speech... Over the Tannoy, Cassian is saying to him, is that all you've got? You know, it just has to be you. You've got to be the one to to deliver this. And we're talking about, like you said earlier on, something about his eyes or just the facial mannerisms and acting. It's the delivery of his speech when he's when he finds his heart, he finds his courage. It tells everyone all of the flaws are deactivated. Everybody on level two was fried. All of the sentences are made up. There's 5,000 of us, and if we can fight half as hard as we've been working, we will be home in no time. Then he says it, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. way out. And everybody uh, grasps onto that one way out, one way out. And it becomes kind of their, it becomes their tagline for themselves, for their uprising, for their insurgency. Andy Circus, when he gets on that tannoy, it's spectacular. It genuinely is superb. And... I've mentioned so many times that I think the acting in this and the dialogue and the before, uh, the, the overall presentation of Andor has been second to none. This episode, again, it, it just confirms it. Uh, yes, let's wait for parts 11 and 12, but this episode confirms it. From a purely technical standpoint, this is the best Star Wars show we've had and one of the best, for me, pre- products we've had in Star Wars for a long, long time because mm. it hits all the notes. To caveat... No, I don't want and need everything to feel like Andor, but the fact that we have it right. and it is just this good, it shows that you know proper stories can be told in in this galaxy. What, what is when it? You've got someone? Yeah, sorry, it is just so good. Yeah. There's me getting all emotional, and and yeah. Dandor's got to come in and help us yeah, out. Here. But um, it, yeah, no, no, it's um, it just goes to show that this we can get proper stories in Star Wars, yeah, well and it said. isn't just a bit of old fluff, is it, mate? And when you got someone like Circus, who I've put at the top of my notes, Andy Circus is a lad. That's all I need to say. Is this guy is That's it. the guy is superb. And what about the moment when when that water is also is coming through from the pipe? It's coming through, and and the uh, guards are saying, "Turn on the floors, turn on the floors." That one guy doesn't get away, but he gets. I feel felt sorry for that dude. He got electrocuted on a wet floor. But um, the moment when Andy Circus and the gang Kino realise the power's gone and they just scream, attack, vroom, and run forward. How many well, points you know, in this prison break, mate, are just incredible? You, you, you've mentioned the speech already, but I think you, um, th- th- there's another point 
in there, mate. And that is that um, Cassian is giving him a pep talk at the start of the episode. And, and at the end, during his, during his speech, he says the exact same thing that yeah. Cassian told him, right? And so yeah. he's just conveying exactly what Andor said to to the rest of the facility and oh my what it works so well so brilliantly well um oh my days I've, I'm, I'm looking at my notes and i've got i've got so i've got so much stuff um oh he, here's another one right so on one of the floors um as these prisoners are escaping that one of the guards gets shot um, I think there's like there's 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 a different floor. All the prisoners are looking up. They see one of the guards get shot, and they they're just staring. They're looking and they're thinking, "What? What? <laughs> what? What's going on?" And they just what? And they come and 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 this other prisoner just like shoots. He's like, "Come on!" And they're just like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> oh, it, it is so. It is just. It's it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And during it, there is still so much tension. I'm not 100% confident everyone's going to get out. You know, I, yeah, I'm no, still yeah. not sh- I'm not 100% sure what's going on. And again, that's really good storytelling. Really, really good storytelling. And it only it, it's only backing exactly what you said. Yes, this is a different show. No, this isn't The Mandalorian. No, this isn't Skywalker Saga. It's not Boba Fett. But we've... I, I think now we have Andor in our geeky lives. It goes to show like how big Star Wars is, right? And yeah. how many types of stories you can have in this galaxy far, far away. Yeah, mate. Oh, man. Just fantastic. He's loving it. Like McDonald's, he is loving it. Um, yeah. remember, also, remember, mate, power doesn't panic. But when those prisoners have stormed the prison, those guards, including the one we met in episode eight, um, yes. they're cowering behind that door they they're they're panicking they're cowering. they've given up they've they've lost control and they're not willing to lay down their lives for the fight but the prisoners they will they they have laid down their lives for this fight or for freedom and we get that when we get to the end it felt very very shawshank for me like this the power of freedom at the end of this when they get to the edge of the the base and they're like now what and this one guy's just like nope I'm going, they just dive straight into the ocean and they're yep. swimming for it. And um, we get a brilliant shot, overhead shot of the prisoners swimming from the base, which is, of course, shaped in the um, form of the Empire's symbol. So you, it's it, it's very symbolic that you've got these prisoners in white swimming away out of the Empire's logo, which is in black. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very symbolic shot. But also, mate, the big question, Kino can't swim. You know, what's, right. is he getting out alive? Because we know Andor is, you know, pushed in to the ocean in the in the ensuing chaos. Kino can't swim now. Does he make it out alive? Is he going to drown? Off screen seems a bit odd. Or is he going to come back again in episodes eleven, twelve, or season two? They've left that one open. It's literally another cliffhanger, you know. And um, I, I, and I think that's what I was alluding to earlier is that this character seems so put together you know especially in the prison you're, you're just like yeah, yeah this guy it all figured out and then when push comes to shove it's like oh no he's not action man he's not a superhero he's just a guy yeah it's just yeah guy. and like you said he's probably just a civilian he probably has no military experience probably no m- maybe even leadership skills he's just got those survival instincts in this facility and 
Yeah, it, it's something so simple, isn't it? Something so simple. I can't swim. And I can't swim. Maybe on a planet where there's no water. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe it's something just as good point as that. Simple as that. And you're like, right, well, there you go, mate. So uh, do you think we'll see him again in in Andor? I think we will. We know that episode season two is being it starts filming pretty much as soon as season one finishes. They are literally um getting season two started. And I don't want to say they're gonna be swayed by what the fans think but the the fan support for the character of Kino and Andy Circus is so big that if they weren't thinking about putting him in I wonder if if somebody up if somebody up top in Lucasfilm thinking guys we've got to capitalize on this guy we've got Andy Circus mm-hmm. we've got to use him mm-hmm. I think he'll come back I can't imagine they're going to kill him off screen but with no. Andor they do so many things unceremoniously because that's the reality of it I wouldn't be surprised if a, a couple of weeks down the line we, we find out that, yeah, he didn't make it or something like that. I hope that isn't the case because I think, like you said, he's such a well-rounded character, so well-performed that if he's going to go out, I think he deserves to go out on screen, but especially after fighting and making that to the top and getting that freedom and you know giving it all for the cause. I think he'll be back. I don't know when, but I think he'll be back in and or at some point. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not convinced either way. I'm not convinced Ooh. either way. I wouldn't be surprised if that's it. And it's kind yeah. of like those, because it's a bit like Rogue One, you know, so it's the realities of a situation and you're like, oh man, that's a shame. In it, yeah, you're like, sucks. oh, that's a shame, you know, but that's, <laughs> that's the way it goes. That is the cost of freedom. And that's kind of yep. what, you know, Rogue One does. And that's what Andor is, is, is definitely doing in, in, in albeit in a, in a slightly different way. Um, you know, one thing I loved, mate, is I think this arc in particular is, 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 incredibly symbolic to to star wars in in general um you know like you've you've got these ragtag prisoners right escaping and they're 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 effectively you know committing an an action right and that action leads to inspiration in other floors that it completely changes the destiny of all of those people in that facility. And that's a lot like, I think, the early days of the, um, yeah, of the rebellion, you know, Rogue One and leading into a new hope with the Death Star being blown up. It's that the Empire at one point feels completely, you know, undefeatable, invincible. You can't touch yeah. them, can't touch this. Yeah. And then, all it takes is a few things to happen, a few days. And that's all it is in, in, in the facility, few hours. And it's, it's just upside down. That floor, suddenly nothing doesn't, doesn't work. It's broken. Right. Okay. What next? And it inspires this whole change in that facility. And Matty boy, I, 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 it's just remarkable, isn't it? It really, really, really is remarkable storytelling. <laughs> the fact that, yeah, and I don't think that's an accident. I think that is a con- that is conscious writing. That is someone who's very good at writing and can make those sort of parallels, those subtle parallels, but still conveying conveys, you know, like a core message of Star Wars, a core message of this mythology. I mean. Oh, the the pr- and we've not even got to the other stuff. We've n- we've not oh, even got dude. to the other stuff in this episode, right? And it's, it's just that one part. But even the end, yeah. the final shot, which comes off the back of Luthen. I know we're going to speak about Big Boy Luthen, but 
uh, it comes off the back of Luthen's final words, which is he says he needs he needs heroes. He needs all the heroes he can get. And the last shot of the episode, which is relative, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Andor and Melshi, our boy Duncan Powell, who's in Rogue One. They're on the shore and they're running for it. They found their freedom. So again, we're talking about Kino and, the, and everybody else. The only two we see who are free and have escaped at the end is our Andor and Melshi, because we know they're going to come together and Rogue One become part of this this group. But and I guess that's obviously that's also looking forward to that. But there is no Kino, there is no Ham, there is nobody else. And and Melshi gets a few moments. He gets to punk a guard. He shoots him down. He's letting the floors down. He's um let, he's getting people up and getting them out of the prison. So Mel- we see Melshi a little bit more for him. Great. Mel- Melshi's, Melshi's great fit. in this arc. <laughs> fit. <laughs> he's a great yeah. i love him it's, i love how they can just take a character from rogue one who is essentially just a tertiary character he's there as part mm. of the gang and he serves his purpose and then pick him out put him in this and from three episodes really kind of you know flesh him out and i assume we're going to see melshi pop in and out certainly of season two as we get closer to rogue one and it makes his journey that bit sweeter or sadder come Rogue One and Andor's story kind of really starts now as well. He now knows what the Empire's all about. He's escaped them and he's been given, this is his kind of second chance now. This is his chance to make a difference. I cannot wait to see where he goes next, where where Cassian's going to go after this episode because they're they're just stuck on this planet. I don't know how they're going to get off, but it it all comes down to we know where he ends up. So how is he going to, get there and now we know it starts now and i'm getting honestly getting so excited I know, but I know, um i know before we move oh. on then mate the prison break was there anything else which you've you got notes about that you want to show out about other than I think this the, is just incredible the, again the music the music is 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 fantastic it really really is fantastic and it's it's quite um oh there's a word that i'm looking for I, I can't think I found of it. it very it's quite abstract. That's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. It's it's quite abstract, the music in places. And it's traditional in other places, but it's it, it just adds to the tension and the difficulty in this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh mate, mate. I I don't want to just sound like I'm I'm just praise, 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 praise. Like as as you guys know, if you've listened to the recaps, we've not always we've had some critiques, right? It's, this show's not been perfect. But this episode, mate, you know, I'm really I'm I'm it, let's just crack on. Let's crack if you on, mate. We've done the prison break. This guy's in. Yeah, I'm in, <laughs> mate. I'm in. in. The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From $2 a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, roger. Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as two dollars a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tips. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Do you know what's fun? You said earlier about Andy Circus is a lad, and you wrote that. I literally wrote Cassian is such a lad in this. <laughs> I've it's got like there's one, the mate. same same vernacular. Got, you got another one, yeah? I've got Stellan Skarsgård is a lad oh. as well at the top. I've got it right there. Well, Andy Circus is a lad. Stellan is a lad. If that ain't right. a segue, then I don't know what is because with you know Stellan's not been front and centre. Um, for the last few episodes, has he? You know, it's kind no. of been in the background, really. Um, yeah. So we get. What, who is that guy? We get a new guy with a mustache. His name looks like is, a World um, War One fighter pilot. He does look like he's dropped straight out of the sort of the early part of the century, doesn't he? He's uh, his name's <laughs> yeah. Lonnie Young. He's been in. He's been in other episodes. He's an, he's an ISB agent. He's been in other many other episodes. Um, he's played he? by Robert Robert Ems, who was who's a Surrey boy. Represent who was in Chernobyl and Atlantis, I think. But so he's an ISB agent. He was he's he's usually one of the ones being scolded by Partagaz, but of course he's moonlighting as well as a as a rebe- as a rebel spy. So he's on he's his man on the inside. I see. There was. I think it was. I think it was Bespin, our boy Bespin. I think he put out something recently where he speculated that this guy was going to be a spy based on footage from the trailer, which showed him you know, dressed like he was in this episode, not in his Chris Spicey outfit. But yeah, so Luthen, his he's he's got a man on the inside, mate. And um, it, it, we kind of wondered who that guy was because we get Claire, his assistant, who who has that power walk into the gallery. She's got a very powerful walk. And she says, mm-hmm. look, mate, there's a mark on the fountain. The rail's gone. Somebody's nabbed it. Something's going on here. And we know that somebody wants to meet Luthen. It's been a year since they've got in contact, but somebody wants to meet him. And Luthen's like, mate, if, it's a, if this is a trap, then we've lost already. So let's just go for it. And you're kind of thinking, like, who's who's he going to meet? You know, who's this guy? Is it, is it Bail Organa? Is it somebody else? No, it's it's ISB agent Lonnie, Lonnie Young, who's just become a father. And you're talking about scenes, mate. Talking about scenes, this is one of the best scenes in the entire life of uh, listen, existence I'm, of humanity. <laughs> I was just going crazy. I was going crazy that we were on the dirty depths of Coruscant again, and we were yes. seeing aliens. We were just—I I was just looking at that. I was like, "Oh, mate, this I is beautiful. This is so so beautiful." You know, any any bits of Coruscant, I'm happy. I'm happy to see. You know that prequel boy inside me gets fed but loves it. i i don't know i don't know it, th- th- those depths it felt very clone wars you know we saw a lot of those st- streets and that rough, rough part of coruscant in clone wars and this guy's just getting a lift even further down which we know means you know the really poor bits the rubbish bits the nasty the criminal bits underworld. of the planet yeah the lower the lower levels the lower levels and um it is tense the whole way through and like this my man tense. just pulls out like the bluetooth his bluetooth yeah. and he's uh, he's talking to Luthen. <laughs> and uh, and uh yeah the the whole the whole exchange between them well he wants out doesn't he cuz cuz he's got a kid but Luthen's like sorry mate what i've got it written down yeah he she says he says he says a line that's really really cool i think and again i think i think a lot of it is the way selling 
Skarsgård kind of presents his lines and, and does them. But he says, you're trapped, Lani. There's no pleasure in saying it, but you're going nowhere. You know, and it, it's just, it, it's it's a matter of fact, isn't it? He's still like a matter of fact about it, but he's like, no, sorry, mate. You're, you know, just because you've got a kid now, you're not out. You're not out the cause. You're in forever. This is it now. And there's a little bit of, um, you know, retali- retaliation from him in there. And he's like, what, do you, what did you give up? Because you know, he's like, well, he's in blah, I'm giving up like some family life. And that whole dialogue that we get from Stellan, I mean, what do, what do you say? Powerhouse. The man is a powerhouse. Uh, I love Stellan. And you get, you get the right person in the right role. And then put him in such a cool outfit, in such a cool setting, and it's mm-hmm. a match made in absolute bliss. He says um, mm-hmm. he sacrificed calm, kindness, kinship, and then he kind of wistfully says, love. He says, I've sacrificed all chance at inner peace. My mind is a sunless space. I share dreams with ghosts. I'm condemned yeah. to use the tools of my enemies to defeat them. I've burnt my decency for somebody else's future. I'm damned for what he does. I know I'll, basically he'll never get to see the end of this fight. He is sacrificed yep. and even says everything for, for, for this to work. And he's, you know, you've made a vow, mate. I get it. You're a new governor. You want to change some nappies. This is it. Now this is the rebellion. You are in for life. You are your, he says your sacrifice, your investment in the rebellion is epic. He tells Lonnie because it is, you know, you're our man alone on the inside, but don't come talking to me about sacrifice, mate, because I have given up every facet every element every sinew of my being for this cause and the way he just closes that door at the end is to say you know get back to it and what you said the bluntness of how he just says you know yeah you're in it this is it it's it's the harsh reality that we always saw the rebellion as the heroes of the story which and of course you know they are because they are bringing down this awful empire but we're now seeing what goes underneath, what's underneath the surface. And this kind of clandestine operation that Luthen's running is, oh, mate, it's, it, it, this, is, this, is all, this is what I've wanted to see, that kind of thriller, espionage, spy aspect. And the way Stellan, and, and to be fair, Robert Ems is a very, very good actor as well, very accomplished British actor. And Stellan Skarsgård just absolutely sells the hell out of that moment. It's, it's one of the best scenes or moments in the entire series. And that's coming off the superb prison break and Andy, Andy Serker's given a superb speech and monologue. And then they're like, here you go, Stellan beat that. And they're just, I mean, they're both as good mm. as each other, but it, 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 like you say, mate, he's Stellan is, he's the man, mate. He's the man. And I, I love it. I love it. Come on. Come on. We, come on. <laughs> we, I feel like we, we're so privileged to have like these people and these actors in like our franchise. I always refer to stars as like our team, you know, and it is, it, it really feels like, nah, today was special, mate. Today was special. The acting was just on point. And Stellan Skarsgård's bit was just brilliant. And again, it's, it, it's a reminder that, yeah, all of this isn't free. There are people changing their lives, sacrificing so much for this idea of freedom, for liberation yeah. from the empire, um, including people who are in the empire, in the imperial ranks. And, um, Mate, it's it's difficult because maybe for the Imperial guy, maybe even sometimes for Luthen, right now, it doesn't look like there's a way out. It doesn't look like there's a finish line. As the audience, we know there's a finish line. We know the whole we know the whole 
thing, the whole <laughs> timeline off by heart. But in this instance, you really have to, and I think that's what this show's doing well, is that it reminds you that it's not always going to be like that, you know, and we can learn a lot from it. I think as, as the audience, as a viewer, oh, it's, it's excellent. It's excellent. You know, my brother keeps saying something. He's like, this feels like a cult classic in the making, like a true cult classic in the making. It's a good show. And, and I, I, I you can't help but sort of agree, you know, this isn't necessarily for everyone. This isn't necessarily a family, you know, show that you sit around and come on kids, let's watch this. You know, it's different to that. But what we are getting is timeless, I think. Yep. Timeless, mate. Yeah. This isn't this is gonna age very, very well, I think. And I think by the time season two's all wrapped up, again, assuming it sticks to landing, but after ten episodes, who are we to think it's not going to? Um based on our own opinion, of mm-hmm. course. But then mm-hmm. I think we will look back at this as and then when you tack Rogue One onto the end of it as a you know, an exceptionally uh, well rounded piece of piece of work piece of star wars work but piece of storytelling as well mm-hmm. about like a, a huge from the from the human element of it from the human side of it in this kind of fantastical galaxy that we all know and love this is a very kind of boots on the ground emotional core look at it and i think you're right mate i think and i think um uh, james is right as well your brother that i think he will be regarded as a cult classic and i only hope that when it is all said and done people will think Do you know what I haven't got to wait a week now. I'm going to jump on this. I'm going to watch it. However late to the party people are and realize that, yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is great. I mean, just, I mean, it, it, everything in that scene alone encapsulates what's so good about this show. Um, that one, that scene with Lonnie, Lonnie Young and, um, and Sterling Skarsgård, Luther and Rowe, everything mm-hmm. in there. It's just, it's just incredible. It, it, I was gripped, mate. I was absolutely gripped because, because the way the show's been set up, I'm still wasn't sure if, you know, is at any point is one of them is going to shoot the other one? Is it is it that kind right. of show where it's just like right. backstab, backstabbing betrayal? Because we know that Lonnie came up there to say, "Look, there's this there's this ISB agent called Dedra Miro. She is onto this. She she's trying to link Aldani to what happened with Cassian and and uh, and this guy called Axis." And Luther's like, "Hey, look, we were invited to that." to Aldani but we didn't we declined we had nothing to do with that um and th- this whole subplot with Aldo Kriegier the separatist who is uh, we, we find at the beginning of the episode that the plan to basically send the ship with the dead pilot back to him has worked the, the pilot's there and basically the ISB guys like uh, Young's like we should go and check this out so Krieger doesn't get suspicious he then goes and tells Luthan that, and he's like, Luthan, we've got to, this is our time to strike. Let's help Krieger. And Luthan's like, nah, you know, 50 men's lives are worth sacrificing for the cause because he says, you know, if, if we leave Krieger to it, what a perfect way to show the ISB that nothing's wrong. Plus, they get rid of Krieger, they'll think they've got the upper hand again. I don't know who this Anton Krieger is, but he's making a name for himself. But it's just the way Luthan, like you mentioned, cold. He's like, nah. All of them can die for for, for the cause. It, it's for the greater good, the greater good. Greater uh, good. It's these little <laughs> greater good. These little subplots that been woven in, and maybe we'll see Krieger. I don't know. Maybe we won't. Maybe we don't need to. But mm. he's now mm-hmm. a presence in the show to the point where the Lonnie's like, let's save him. Luther's like, nope. This is the way it is. This is the way it's got to be. It's that 
cold sacrifice that you wonder how many other people in the rebellion like um someone like Mon Mothma or, or other um rebellion leaders would they be so wanton in just throwing people lambs to the slaughter it's we're seeing both sides of him in that one moment and i know i know i know mate it is it's superb isn't it and even even with the isb lot we see um i don't even know his name like the big daddy the guy with like combed partigas right again yeah. and i say week in week out it's getting boring now but i do struggle with uh, keeping up with a lot of these names it's a lot of characters um, i think you just have a mind for it i was literally saying it with dave dunn the other week <laughs> on on the yes. show we were like we we're like how does how does matt remember this stuff like how does you know um but anyway that guy he's got a sweet mac proper he's got a really cool <laughs> coat and i'm like oh mate he looks you want it drippy he looks drippy yes i was he's thinking like that you could wear that outfit to like a fashion week and just fit in you know with some huge white imperial boots or something like that <laughs> it would look fantastic um, i mean but we don't get loads from the isb this week and i think no. that's un- un- understandable we also don't see cyril no no cereal no, no, no cereal. cereal, cereal. No, none of that this week. <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, or as you would say, fine. And, um, what else? There we go. There, we, we, we briefly do go back to, f- um, Ferrix and very quickly, very quickly. And, um, that felt to me, it felt slightly random. Like it was just dropped dropped in the episode because yeah. that's it we 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 visit for one scene that's you know minute if that or plus I, I, I don't know um and it's not for long and that's it we don't revisit it again in the episode oh, that's a weird choice isn't it like they're just basically they're saying that cassian's mum ain't taking her meds that she's meant to be taking and, and you're like, yes. all right, okay, is that is that it? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I think know, it's to establish some- well that Sinter's watching and somebody from the ISB is watching. I think it. No, I get you, mate. It, it, it is mm. like a minute, and it does just kind of feel dropped in. I get why it's in there. It's just so it's Me almost to say, yeah. don't forget, you know, Martha's not well. Cassian needs a call to action. Sinter's True. there. The ISB is there. We're coming back here, but um, I suppose, yeah, it, yeah. It, it does. You're not wrong though. It does. I mean. In, when we look at the episode as a whole, when you've got the prison break, the Lutheran stuff, and obviously the Mothma stuff we'll talk about, this kind of does feel a bit like, oh, we need to remind the audience that maybe in the next two episodes, we're going back to Ferrix, where maybe in context, it could have worked in the beginning of the next episode. Who knows? But at the end of the day, uh, I'm sure you'll agree. When I watched it, I was like, Do you know what? It doesn't take me out of it. it. doesn't bother me. But in hindsight, you can look at it and think, huh, a bit odd. Yes. Yes, I think that's it. It's, it's a it's a it's a real minor criticism that maybe isn't even a criticism. I'd, I I I don't know, but yeah. It, uh, uh, another thing I did notice was the pure just juxtaposition between Narkin. Is it Narkina or Narkima Five? Narkina, Narkina Five, and Ferrix. You know, yeah. Narkina is so sterile. It's so clean and and yeah. soulless and then you're back on ferrix exactly. and it's like, oh yeah this is like a living breathing working city in a galaxy far far away and it really 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 does help that it's a practical set mate it really Absolutely. does help just you, you, you can see and almost feel the texture of the bricks and there are a lot of bricks in ferrix 
There are a lot yes, of bricks. Yes, there are. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some people notice that as well, like online. They've gone, oh, yeah, there's a lot of bricks in Ferricks, isn't there? I'm like, yeah, I suppose there is really. But, oh, well, don't really care, mate. Apparently, there's bricks on Coruscant now. So, who cares? That's it, who mate. cares? You know what? There's, there's one scene in the prison, mate. It's tiny. But you're talking mm. about the practical sets. It's when it's either Andor or Melshi, or I think it's Melshi's. He's kind of peering around the corner just to check the coast is clear before he can make his escape. This is really stupid, but I noticed it. But on the corner of the wall, like on the curvature, there's like scuff marks. And I was like, that attention, I love it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's that mm-hmm. lived-in feel. It's that it doesn't matter that they are there. And if they weren't there, it would fit in with the like that clinical feel. But like that practical feel that somebody's gone up to it with like a little bit of sandpaper or whatever it would be brush it off a little bit just to make it look like this is a this is a a working facility little details like that which sometimes including in the films as well sometimes can just be missing a little bit to make it feel like you're grounded in this uh galaxy yes little moments yes little moments high quality detail ah oh. and that's so star wars that is so Star Wars. That is what it's meant to be. This is the standard that we should be at, you know, and um, this show, it does everything so well. It does everything so, so, so well. But this 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 episode, I think, in particular is really, really, really strong. Really, really strong. I'm just trying to sit and I'm, I'm looking over my notes. I'm trying to say, what, 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 what do I have an issue with? What do, what, do I, what do I? Yeah, I'm struggling. Here you go. I'm struggling. I've got one. I've got on. one. Um, it's again. It's kind of. I guess it segues now into the Mon Mothma stuff. And this, as you will soon oh, yeah. find out, mm-hmm. it, it ain't really a criticism. But this Davos Scolden bloke, when he arrived at Mon Mothma, he's this wealthy thug. I expected mm. him to be a cockney. I thought they were going to going to make him talk about apples and pears, and like, hey, you got to sit down and talk about finances or what. But he wasn't. He was a well-spoken Chandrillan thug. I genuinely expect him to open his mouth and be a Cockney. And I guess, actually, I'm relieved that he wasn't a Cockney and they didn't kind of fall down that um, rabbit hole. But um, what about this entire scene then with Mon? Because, again, it's just kind of one one moment. It's one kind of four or five-minute scene, racked with tension, racked with emotion, where Davo turns up and we mm-hmm. know that Mon mm-hmm. has to now cover her tracks she has to move money for her charitable foundation without being noticed and in a way that isn't um obvious to outsiders and this guy davo's like i can do that because you what you want a more fluid banking solution he said all these new regulations have been made without the senate's approval let me just say that he says you think this guy's trying to sound legit um and he says mm. look i can do that and mon says all right what's your fee he's like none and they're like, oh, listen, I, I know, I don't want to owe anybody a favor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in anybody's mm-hmm. back pocket. What's your fee? And the guy's like, well, I'd like to come back here one day. And she's like, fine, come on in. And she's like, yeah, I've got a 14 year old son that I want to bring with me. And you've got a 13 year old daughter. Wouldn't it be great if they met thinking mm-hmm. about this Chandrillan arranged marriage ceremony that Mon was forced into seemingly when she was a kid. And he's like, look, our positions have made sometimes make these decisions for us. And she's like, I ain't thinking about it. And he says, that's the first untrue thing you've said. Mon's mm. been in this situation. She doesn't want the same for Leda Hosen. For Leda, even though <laughs> in the series, they've kind of painted a do- the daughter out to be this, again, this, brrr, this like typical teenager, really. But now Mon Mothma is in a situation where if she wants to save the rebellion, save the dream, 
she, she's being asked basically to ma- marry off her daughter to the son of a thug. And you, and in her face mm-hmm. and in her eyes, again, the emotion at the end when she's kind of just sh- almost like shaking in anger, sadness, emotion. This is powerful stuff, man. And it, I did not expect this storyline to come into Andor where it's basically, no. I've got a kid, you've got a kid, <laughs> let's marry them. Yeah. No, I, I mean, when would you expect that in Star Wars, full stop? You know, and again, again, the acting is superb in in this whole scene. Uh, the guy they got into at that role, um, as as Richard the really wealthy entrepreneur thug, you know, um, again, very very impressive. Um, I, it's it's tough because you can see again sacrifice. You're seeing sacrifice across the board. What Mon is sacrificing and what is being proposition to her is it's outrageous it's unbelievable and yet that is the reality of these people in a galaxy far far away and that's very much reflective of our own world may boy yeah like we live a lot of people i think forget this we live in an extremely extremely privileged part of the world right that has its mm-hmm. own issues and yet, you know, a galaxy far, far away is showing us like, yeah, but, but this stuff is, the, you know, you know, this is the reality in some places. This is the reality when war's on, you know, and usually it is like innocent people that, that lose all the time from war. You know, historically, we've seen that. Currently, yep. we're seeing that. And um, it's small detail, small detail, but goes to show how, how tough a situation someone like Mon Mothma is, especially, might I add, especially, here's a thought, she might not even like her kid. She'll, she, I assume she loves her, but there are yep. that, that, there is such a thing where you can love your child, but you don't particularly like them. And that's probably a really tough situation for our Mon to be in right now. Where's oh, it going? Mate, I, know. What, 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 I know. I know. It's this. Is, this is speculating responsibly, irresponsibly. But you know, is Mon the, the leader of the rebellion? Is she going to marry off her kid into this thug's family to save the rebellion, or will there be another way? Will Tay Colma, her old boyfriend, find a an alternative route, or will they come up with a new uh, a new fee? What do you What do you think is happening there? Because that's, oh. they've suddenly dropped that massive bombshell in with two episodes to go. I have uh, honestly, I I have no idea. I think long shot. I think um, this guy, if he doesn't get what he wants, um, I think maybe there could be some blackmail. I think there could be some leaked information somewhere to say like, yeah, that Mon Mothma, dodgy, dodgy person. She's you know throwing all this money around her like she's proper suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I think this could go right now. But it could it could be multiple things. But this show that I, I I don't feel anyway. You know, we we still got the end to what we got two more episodes to go. Mate. This show doesn't just like bring something up and and, and not follow it up, right? So yeah, I, I yeah, I think I think this is going to maybe go down that route. What what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think you might be right. The only other thing I could think of is somehow they'll find something out about this guy or they'll maneuver him into a position where he's he will get captured or he'll lose his wealth and it's kind mm. of like a well what do you want to do do you want to help me and save yourself or not and lose everything that's the only other thing i could think of i don't think they're gonna 
I mean, if they do, I will be hella surprised. I don't think they're going to enter a situation where Mon's like, oh, go on in, go on in, marry her off. I, I, if they do, I don't think they will, though. I think they'll find a way, like you say, there'll be some kind of blackmail or extortion, or they'll put him in a position where he has to, he has to join the cause reluctantly to save his own skin or to save his own wealth because mm-hmm. he was saying in this episode you know with great wealth you know who comes choice you know where, where you're living at the minute you know i like the old style of this place because mon's like you know it's it's owned by the state i can't change it very much and this other guy's like it's a shame you know i like this classic style but i'm i like the newer look kind of just he's flaunting his his wealth and his opulence which hey maybe that's a sign of things to come that he might lose if he doesn't play ball but I, I don't know. I just thought it was a very interesting mm. um, subplot to throw in. And it might yeah. not be. We talk about two episodes. It might not be resolved it by the end of this season because we do have, mate, we've got all in. We've got 14 more episodes. But I think I think they will wrap it up in the next two because I do believe season two is now going to be, is gonna, there is going to be a time jump and they're going to focus more on let's get to Rogue One and let's focus more on the rebellion because we know right. Yavin 4 is going to be into it. Yeah, but I don't know. This this feels again. This also feels a bit like a season finale, like episode six did, and we've still got two more episodes to go, dude. I know. What's happening? In, what's going on in the next two? Because we've got these story plots, but I can't see what the next big beat is. We know Mon. We know what's happened now. Mon's got a decision. Luthan is. Luthan knows Dedra's on the case. Cyril hasn't been in this one. We know that. And Andor's escaped. So they're all going to come together somehow. But I don't know where we're going. We say that every week, but I do not know. No, I have no idea. I have no I idea. It, yeah, I like like it. you said, it, 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 I, I'm not sure how you could have a finale now, you know? And, <laughs> but that that makes me really, really excited to see what on earth could happen. There's a lot of theories. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the other people's theories. It yes, could be. definitely. You know, I, I think Cyril's going to play into it. I think Cyril's going to play into it. I think mm-hmm. Cassian is probably going to end up going back home and that will trigger of course yeah i think that's going to trigger you know something because they're waiting that i think they're effectively waiting for him it is it's a massive trap it's a trap you know it's a trap it's it's something like that something like that and that's I'm, a good I, point. I think on on top of that maybe some minor and i do think it is minor mobilization of the rebellion you know, right now there isn't really a central rebellion. We need to get to that point on um, Yavin Four, where they have, you know, effectively a whole council, a council, yes. a government, right in hiding. That's where I think they're heading towards. So, looking forward to it. They they released footage this week or last week of Andor, new footage, which I haven't actually seen. And I know a few of the guys on the Discord were saying it looks boss, and I've seen people online talking about it, but I haven't actually seen it because, um, truth be told, as I always say, I don't really watch trailers unless it's a Star Wars, but I also want to be surprised with these last two episodes. So you saying that makes me think, of course, yeah, it's going to be Ferrix. We mentioned it earlier on, they dropped a little hint. that It's going to be something on Ferrix. Something's going to happen, sadly, with Marvo, you imagine we know Sinter's there, mm-hmm. we know the ISB mm-hmm. there, it's all coming to a head and Cyril's going to be a big part of that. Are we going to see Saw? We're going to see Saw Guerrera oh. again? I think we will do. Um, and I think you're right, I think we are going to start to see that mobilisation, even if it's just one little chess piece being moved to to set it up. I think there's going to be a grand setup for season two, which is going to make us just be gagging for season two, which, we, which is yeah. probably not going to be here till 2024 now, but 
we've got enough stuff in between to make us not have to miss it too much. But I, I, honestly, I'm loving the fact that we're not entirely sure what's going to happen in the next two. Um, I think you're right. Though. I think it is going to be like a Ferrix uprising of some sort, but how all the major players play into it. Can't wait to see where they put those pieces on the board, mate. Can't wait. I can't wait. I can't imagine if, wait. Imagine if they put 11 and 12 out together. Imagine if Disney Plus suddenly drop a tweet saying, it's a two-part spectacular. We're dropping them both at the same time. Fill your boots. I would love that. I, I they won't do that. They won't. They won't do that. It. But but it would be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. These recaps have been fantastic as well. They have been such good fun. Such good fun. Um, I suppose that that only leaves us with our ratings of this episode. I'm I'm tempted to ask for you to go first Matty boy or do you want me to go first or you go first I, I go first who, who, first, who wants to do the I, rating I Final can't remember thoughts. who did it last but I'm going to I'm going to be a gentleman and I'm going to pass over to you simply because it. at the beginning of the episode you were so excited to talk about it I, yeah. I've been wanting to know throughout I've been formulating a number in my head and, I th- and I th- I'm going to stick <laughs> with it but I'm so interested to know what yours is and of course you don't rate out of 10 you rate out of something completely different I rate out ten ponder babbers, mate. That's it. Um, I'm 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 struggling a little bit, mate. I'm struggling a little bit um, because you, for for this rating, and I th- I think I know what I'm going to give it. For this rating, you have to have the context of the show. Okay, you need the context of what this show is. And what it means, right? Yeah. Emotion. I'll say this right now for, for even further context. Emotionally, I'm more invested and I think I connect more with the Mandalorian. Um, and even with the, let's say the Kenobi season finale, but I think they are written in a way to be emotional. I think Andor is powerful in a different way. And when you take that into consideration, today's episode, is absolutely brilliant. The way it made us care about just, you know, when, when, when you strip it down, a prison break. I think you, 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 there's not much wrong with this episode. I can't help, but for this episode, my boy, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. 10 Ponder Babbers out of 10 Ponder Babbers. I'm yeah. flawed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong. There's, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Wow. I, th- I don't know if I gave like the Mandalorian season two a ten. Maybe I don't there's know. Half like, chance. Maybe, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But I for, for, again, for this doesn't necessarily mean this is my favorite episode. It's definitely one of my favorite episodes yeah. of all Star Wars television. But for what this show is, what it's conveying, how I'm feeling right now about it. Yeah, it's a ten, mate. It's a ten. It's perfect. There's, there's now wrong with it. Um, no. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's. Man, I know I'm... that's pretty. I know that's pretty shocking. I know. I know you're surprised no, he, by that. Yeah, I am. I'm flabbergasted. And not in, and not in a bad way. It's, it's a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. And um, this is that's yeah. exactly how I do any ratings of mine when it comes to films. Is that it's not based on oh, shall I give it a ten? Oh, but it's not a ten compared to The Godfather or something. It's no. It's does it tick these boxes for me? How do I feel? For me, that's a 10 right. out of 10 film. It's not based on anything else. Or this does, right. yeah, it doesn't mean that this episode is better than 
XXX other episode. It's just in the here and now, a solitary view, nothing wrong. Um, yeah, no, you're right about Man- Mando and Kenobi and even Boba Fett. I've, I said last week or on or on the main show that you know they're they're, they're built for the moments. They're, you know, you're, we're not going to get a moment mm-hmm. like Luke Skywalker swooping in to save the day in the finale of Andor. But instead, we have moments like Andy Circus saying "never more than 12, which is as powerful in context than Luke Skywalker swooping in. Yep. But of yep. course, it's not going to appeal to the masses. This show is built differently. Uh, my score for this is isn't far off yours. Isn't far off yours at all. Um, and even then, I'm, I'm thinking, man, what you said is true. And, it, and based on my own ratings, I should be going higher because I don't think there was anything wrong with this. I mean. Was the prison break too short? No, it wasn't. You know, the fact that they could swim to the shore, is that a problem? No, because the Empire doesn't think people are going to break out of this prison. You know, nothing is left to chance in this. Um, we get we get great stuff with Luthen. We get great stuff with Mon. Um, we get to see a little bit of Ferrix. And that wasn't a that wasn't a negative to it. There's nothing wrong with it. The music was great. I got some Fallen Order vibes from the music as well, mm. uh, which I, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah, I'm struggling to find anything wrong. And the fact that I'm desperately trying to think of something, there wasn't anything, mate. Genuinely wasn't. My rating for this was close to yours. I was going to give this one a big fat 9.7. Cassian Ander. Out of 10. Cassian Ander. 9.7. And only, only because take, like stepping, like putting two toes out of the solitary view, I want to leave that point three to say, I want the next one or the next one to be the the culmination. My 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 right. ratings are going up and up and up. However, right. I cannot argue with you in terms of in terms of that word execution. Oh, there is nothing wrong with this, so I'm happy to give it an honorary ten out of ten based based on the episode. Ten out of ten based on the the series season. It's going to get a nine point seven because I hope the next two give me a ten. But now he, here's. It. Here's a thought, mate. Here is a thought. I'm. It, it, it does build, you know, a a expectation for the next two episodes, and whether yeah. realistically it can build on that, I'm. I, I I can't wait to see. This show is exceptional in places, but sometimes. Sometimes, because I think I've I've given way lower scores in 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 this season, yeah. Um, and when you look back, sometimes I feel like once an arc is done, and this is clearly the 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 end of this sort of prison Narkina arc, um, this show sometimes I feel can lose momentum and it can lose its footing. I'm interested to see how they now tie everything up in two episodes. So. That's not necessarily concern. There's a smidge of concern, but it's like, yeah, I'm more in, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. I'm interested and I can't wait to see how they tie it up. So, I mean, I there's worse problems it. to have. Do you know what I mean, mate? There's, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, much there worse, problems, much worse to have. problems to have. I've also noticed we've both got our, we've both got our Star Wars sessions mugs out today. We are literally a couple of mugs with our yeah, Star Wars oh. sessions mugs. We but, are. um, we yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've got no doubt that they can stick that landing because they haven't given me any reason to doubt it. They're, they've got a lot to pull in. Also, Cassian's sister. What? But, uh, they've got a lot to pull in as, as to what's to happen, but I think they can do it. it 
it, it maybe the last two are going to be a, the uprising on Ferrix. I w- again, I would love it if they just released both together because I'm selfish and greedy and want both. So we almost are like a, a, a. How are they going to top episode six and episode ten? They don't have to top it necessarily, if you know what I mean. Um, but the only way I can think that they can really kind of make it a spectacle is to release both at the same time and have an hour and a half long uprising and be like, here you go, get stuck into this. But uh, I don't doubt here. that next week's going to be um, another top tier bit of star wars mate and don't want to say it guys but i've been saying since it was announced it's going to be it's going to be great and I, i'm so glad to see the people who are watching it and stuck with it can see that and it's not for everyone i get that it's not going to be for everyone but i hope like we said earlier on my kind of, that's my last point i hope that when all is said and done it does get revisited by people and you know the the, the merits of this come uh, come to the fore because everything about it is spectacular I think. But we've got two episodes, mate. Two episodes left. Mate, I can't wait for Star Wars Celebration. I know that's <laughs> a bit random, but like, I'm, I'm no, just thinking, like, who's going to cosplay as, like, Cyril, and they're going to take around, like, cereal with them with blue oh. milk or something? You know, like, who's... I'm going to cosplay as Olaf in a bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do that, mate. Do that. <laughs> just I've done my cosplay, gonna... finally. Yeah. I'm going to push you around. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, mate, it just feels like this year, and I'm sure we're going to get to it. We'll probably do a whole episode about this, you know, in, in, in the near future. But this year, Star Wars, you know, we're eating well. We're eating very, we're winning. very, very well. Yeah, we are winning. We are winning. <laughs> Maybe we're a bit biased, but we're winning. What a show. What an episode. What an episode. That is it. Well, that's what we think. We are very, very positive on this our ratings high it's very high we would love to know your thoughts on this episode one way out let us know if you loved it if you hated it if you had more criticism than we did let us know what you thought about our thoughts did anything jump out to you we love hearing from you guys you know it we love it we love you guys lukey boy where can the world find us online uh, they can find us at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. Search for us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. Send us your thoughts, voicemail, messages to our email. Hello there at StarWarsSessions.co.uk. And don't forget we have our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash two, um, forward slash Star Wars Sessions, I was going to say. $2 a month. No, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Uh, you can get in for $2 a month. It is fantastic. Getting loads of content on there. Please consider it if you can. There is some serious filth going up on there nowadays. But if you just want to support the show for free, and we appreciate you, you can do so by leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice, which does now include Spotify. Uh, those five stars really helps the show grow. It gets new listeners in bumps us up the algorithm it's another way for us to hear from more of you each and every week yes and please tell all your star wars friends about us tell your mum tell your dad tell your mates tell your nearest ewok tell your closest star wars fan who might not be watching Andor yet tell them it's a ride and maybe one of the best rides and then tell them to come listen to us after tell everyone the more the merrier they get so spicier yeah tell them exactly what lukey boy said tell cyril's mum as well that this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always
Luke. Yeah, come on. Under. Under. 